What is even up? It's your boy Crabman here with my boy, this guy, Eckenstein. Uh, Welcome to the Hypnotic Hootout. How are you doing? How was your week? How's everything? How's life? Are you sure you want to open that box right in the beginning? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> so what do you want to start with? <laughs> Uh, what's yes okay then different topic what's happening with Metrisgate with what Metrisgate Metrisgate alright <laughs> yes um, I have news I have news indeed um, trying to, to get the, the chat working here uh, sure um, but yeah <laughs> so um, Emma has answered my father about uh, the mattress. He, they, they forced us to send them. So for people uh, not having heard of mattress gate yet, I, I should probably begin with, I, uh, I don't know, like about a month ago, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got a new mattress or I should have gotten a new mattress as a gift from my parents and um, it was an expensive Emma two meters by 180 um, medium Emma mattress uh, for 550 euro I think so expensive big nice but when it arrived it was two by two meters and too long for uh, our my poor um, bed frame. I guess we, we managed to, to push it in there for, for a bit, but yeah, we also decided like uh, we wanted to have a hard mattress. Um, and yeah, so we uh, we had to send it back. That was the whole thing we, we talked about last time. So uh, this time, uh, yeah, we got, we got noticed that um, they will send us the plastic bag for the the current mattress we have, which is 140 by two meters. <laughs> Again, not the right size. And then someone will come pick it up and they will send us hopefully the right one this time. However, um, we'll see how that goes. So, so no real news, to be honest, no real news. But they they uh, made me they made me. Uh, take a photograph of the, the the 140 by two meter mattress uh, with the with something to to measure so they they sh could be sure that again they they sent the wrong mattress for a second time to us yeah so this uh, gonna gonna keep gonna <laughs> keep you posted guys i know you're all very invested with my <laughs> mattress stories <laughs> yes hope, hopefully you see how that turns out yeah, hopefully we will have a a good ending in the, the next or uh, next one or two weeks. Hopefully, yeah. Yes. Hey, Anna and Friedrich, if I understood that right last time, you watched together. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? Yeah, we we watched you play uh, Half Life Alex. Mm, yes, that was we did. was fun. Also, a, a <gasps> bit. Um, but um yeah it's a camera bit, yeah that's a bit difficult with uh vr i guess um someone in your chat uh, said that it would be nice if 
a streaming feature had some kind of uh, camera smoothing, because it is a little bit, uh, I guess, uncomfortable to have the natural kind of jittery motion of the head uh, when you aren't the one turning the head. <laughs> but it looked very cool. Yeah, um, I personally think uh, a third person camera would be awesome for for a VR game because you for the person plays it is very uh, immersive but I think for the the viewers it would be more interesting to see like the body movement like the hands and stuff but I, I guess like animating the the character would be a whole spiel so probably might even look awkward because I had these um, jump to the next point mm. movement controls and I guess you would just have like a thing like this doing <laughs> bunny hops everywhere <laughs> yeah that would be fun like uh hopscotch jumping ding, ding, ding. oh yeah and this is some streamers stream with green screen and put themselves in that sounds kind of cool i have not watched many uh hmm. many vr streams well yeah, technically this was my very first one so yeah hmm. not very many at all <laughs> Well, I played VR in, in Berlin for a startup I don't remember the name of, but they had like a, a whole flat um, illusion whole walk. Flat illusion walk could be, yeah, could be Some, yeah. something walk, I guess. And they had like the, the whole flat outfitted with uh, QR codes on every um, every wall and all, every ceiling. So they uh, and they got you the, the VR set on, on your back so you could uh, move freely and you were supposed to do teamwork stuff. So we were uh, three people there and they, they rendered the people as well. And it looked fine. Mm. So so that should work. Shouldn't be too much effort to. I mean, it didn't really look good, but it, it looked fine. And mm -hmm. the stuff they made, that was just awesome. Like running around, completely losing uh, yourself in the environment. That's how, how I want to have uh, VR. Yeah, I think I only played like two or three like jam games actually in VR. I'm not even sure if I played a proper one. Um, hmm. Just when I when I was in South Africa for the game mixer with the Grit Institute, um, uh, someone there, um, what was her name, Adeline Tushabe, I believe. Um, she was working on a small prototype, or maybe it was was something that she uh, exhibited at um, at the showcase, and it was with a you know with one of these phone thingies where, where you kind of click the phone into a headset and then you control it by tapping you know on the side or something and uh, obviously it looked very um, rudimentary I guess hmm. you know it was not but it still worked it was still very immersive oh, all right yes uh the one proper game that i played was called uh, thousand cuts um and that uh was a game about racism and sort of took you through the through the life of a young black man and basically a couple of small vignettes you know in kindergarten where you sit there and you play with uh with little blocks and the kid keeps throwing blocks at you and if you you know and encourages you to throw one back you know and if you do then you get yelled at 
you get the old kid, that's the kid of color while the white kid, you know, is ignored and stuff like that. And it was very, I don't know, it was a strange experience because on the one hand I felt like, okay, I, I know these things already in a way as much as I thought I was going to get it, because obviously some situations when you were confronted uh, with the police in the game, you know, for wearing a hoodie and stuff like that, you know, I'm aware that I, I will never have that same anxiety or, or understand this constant fear um, because I'm not the person that is being targeted uh, in my life. But um, it doesn't trigger your trauma, basically. Basically, yes. Um, so it's sort of an intellectual exercise, I guess. But still, I bet that's how I came out of it. But after you know a couple of minutes, I still felt like suddenly I wanted to cry. And so there was some power in looking at these things through my own eyes still, even if I know they're not really mine. Um, still, it's something that's a little bit, uh, a little bit different still than, you know, being told about it also, you know, mm. from another person. And... That's an interesting thing. Um, I would like to have a VR at at some point, and I'm mostly very interested in the in the 360 desktops and uh, watching movies in a theater. And stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we are both not really early adopters, so we're gonna. No, we never. Are. We're always late. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll start doing VR when it's yeah. over and people decide it doesn't work. <laughs> We're going to do the, the good old VR games that people have half forgotten. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we do PS2 the wizard graphics. VR. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think currently is the Amaze as well, right? So the yeah. Maze should be running now. I'm not sure. Do they have a VR space? I. I think I remember something like that. I saw it's, I saw Jana show it briefly. Um, it looked like it had they like they had built like hmm. a three D uh, convention yeah. center. Right yeah, well, I was I tried it before uh, just today. Oh really? Just cool. Before uh, just I downloaded it yesterday and then then before this, the hoot out, I thought like okay, let's <laughs> need something to talk about. Let's jump in there. Because we can't ignore it. I mean, Amaze is just awesome, and it's a shame that it's not like in real life this time. Yeah. But they built something cool, but somehow I'm just not interested. I mean, I I tried it then, and I think I I want to I want to try it a little bit more. But today I didn't really have the the time for it, unfortunately. But it looked pretty cool. So you have yeah, you have a 3D environment in which you can run around and look at stuff. It's pretty cool. It's pretty pretty fun, and you can also like play games right there. Oh, so you nice. download the the whole thing, and then uh, the games will start immediately. It's a bit clunky because it will start as an, a different um, a different window on your PC. Oh, so yeah. you have to okay. go full screen there as well. But um, it works fine. It's very um, very intuitive. Very easy, and I, I really just was in there like for ten minutes, and there's lots of cool stuff to see. And I mean, they really took advantage of the possibilities that um, a virtual space gives you. 
Mm. So the 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 whole game um, booth, I guess, the decoration is is really elaborate at, at points. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I I hope we'll be able to do to keep um, visiting this. I'm not sure if there's like this will shut down at the end of a maze. That would be a bummer because today I don't have time. But yeah, maybe I'll do tomorrow. Even thought about like streaming it, maybe. Oh yes, do that. Would would that be interesting? Like streaming yourself going sure. a maze. I mean, a maze is free. Everyone can just download the thing and go there. But, yeah, uh, but I'm but I'm also having this issue of I'm kind of interested, hmm. but sort of not so interested to go through the trouble of downloading it. <laughs> so if I can watch you do it, then I can still have the experience without having to do it myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's six hundred megabytes, so it's it's not much, but it's not not nothing either. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it's weird with the digital spaces. I mean, Jana says she she's also not really into them. Uh, it could be a generational thing, right? Like uh, our kids, they will feel right at home in digital spaces, and we'll be like. <laughs> um, I, I we used to, to stare at screens <laughs> properly. I guess I just have to look at it because right now it just sounds weird a bit, you know, weird in the way that I'm like, hmm, interesting, but also, hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's a, a, it's the benefit fun. isn't clear, right? Yeah. It could, could be cool. Could could not be cool. Well, it's not really that. It's not really a draw, and especially like looking at other games isn't really um, the main draw to go to a maze for us. It's like That's meeting true. people. Having fun there, so and that was uh, what I was wondering just now with the uh, flamingos you see running around. Is this yeah. like other users that you can yeah. then talk to? Yeah, it's it's online. You can there's a chat room. I'm not sure if like if you talk, it it I don't think it pops up above your head. Hmm. But yeah, uh, it but has, yeah, has just a simple chat. Yeah. I guess it's just something different to actually be there in person and, you know, not. Mm. So I guess with those people, we can usually, you know, chat and stuff, but it's just yeah. something else to just hang out and have a good time. Yeah. Do they do talks in the digital space or? Yes, they do. They do. Oh. Um, I haven't found them though. <laughs> As of yet, I was just like five or 10 minutes in there. Yeah. Jump, jumping around, uh, looking at the controls. Looking at one or two videos, I think like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'll going to do a stream. Like, it sounds like a good idea. Sunday, probably <laughs> if it's still still uh, until still well online then is it? Monday, they, it should probably be playable offline too. So I haven't read any deadline, but uh, the maze, the official maze, is just until tomorrow, right? Or is there a Sunday this time? Ah, we are so three-day program. So unin uninformed <laughs> with stuff like that. Okay, wait. Here's a schedule. Let's see what it says. 
Oh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So today's the last day? Mm. Or, oh, no, there's also Saturday. Okay, okay, yes. So Saturday is the last one, I guess. Hmm. Oh, hopefully, hopefully they'll let it online. But maybe I can squeeze it in tomorrow. Yeah, I guess I also have to look because I'm just seeing that well, an acquaintance of mine is giving a talk hmm. on uh, women in video games in South Africa or in Africa in general. Oh, cool. So that's that's tomorrow at six. So I guess I at least got to watch that. <laughs> mm. Well, I have to look through the program. Uh, maybe actually check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. That's pretty cool. I mean, if cool. this is the future, I embrace it, but um, I'll need some time to get used to virtual digital spaces, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I guess if we are uh, on the video games topic, uh -huh. Let's just uh, let's just do a check a couple of things off. Sure. So currently there's a new humble bundle and it's the humble Dedalic bundle uh, with War Child um, supporting War Child. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah maybe you'd be interesting. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, the games there, but honestly I looked at it and I didn't really recognize the game. Start. Let me open I'm really it. interested, but I think Watcher is a pretty good um, organization that's worth to donate at. Although, yeah, there's still other things going on as well, right? Where is it? There it is. Okay. Let me do the switcheroo. That's the wrong one. There we are. Okay, then let's see what we have here. The Knight of... Okay, like this first row, I do not know. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> at all. I mean, I'm aware that they were working on Knight of the Rabbit. Um, I think I've, I've seen like the title somewhere before, but no, nothing. That sounded kind of cool, but I haven't haven't checked it out really. Hmm. Wait, are these only weird games? Air, I, I, I've played a little bit. That Wait, that's it? Well, this looks so. like all the games that they only publish and not actually make. Hmm. Yeah, I suspected that as well. Hmm. And it's not even the, the cool robot um, adventure. What was it? Yeah, uh, um, something with yeah. machine, machina. Machinarium? Yeah. Machinarium, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but that, that got a lot of exposure in yeah, Humble <laughs> Bundle and everywhere. So yeah, that's true. I think that's one of those everybody already has. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the Pillars of the Earth, I heard some good stuff. I mean, the book is great. So <laughs> has a lot of laurels on the cover, so <laughs> must be good. Hmm. I know everything else. I mean, this I have seen before. Air. Yeah, it's it's nice. 
it's a very chill um, exploration game. I played it a little bit. Uh-huh. You wander around. You can fly. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think there's combat, but it's very, very nice. This looks intriguing. I think I've heard about this game. Well, this looks very nice, certainly. And the title is. Yeah. Well, sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah. Maybe I have to check that out. Well, this looks cool, kind of. <laughs> I do yeah. enjoy a good mystery. Yeah. Where have I seen this? Uh seen it before. <laughs> oh, it's a... Uh... Well, are these called braces? Looked like mm. a weird butterfly for a second, but... Yeah. That caught my eye as well. I mean, I guess it's red, but it looks weird, but you, you've seen something like that before. So it's kind of familiar. Interesting idea to use it. Hmm, but yeah, overall, this is not really the most interesting bundle, is it? Yeah, no, not not for us. Let's say not for us. <laughs> ah. So then uh, we have the good old games Galaxy Launcher has now uh, teamed up with Epic. So Epic is now officially integrated. So you don't need wow. to, to use the Epic Launcher anymore. You can just use the uh, Geo, GOG Galaxy Launcher. Speaking of, neat. was there anything interesting? Yes, there was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one Tacoma. Ooh. You remember that game? I do, I, think it, I have never played it. Yeah, I think it's not a great game. That's what I've heard. It's interesting. It, it does a lot of cool stuff that it is worth exploring and looking at. But it, as far as I've heard, uh, it didn't really pull it all off, unfortunately. Mm. But it does look gorgeous, and it doesn't seem to be like too long of a game. So that's from check it out. the Gone Home people, right? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, I think I was interested because of that, but then the response Mm. has been kind of lukewarm. Um, What I remember Mm. hearing about it is that it suffers from from that usual thing of the interesting stuff that happens happened to other people, and you kind of just Mm. run around and listen to other people having an interesting time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what I heard. But I I haven't played it, and it's free. So it's worth a try. She liked Tacoma, but they had too many characters uh, and evolve short games, Space Station, Abyss Secrets, and Thrill. Mm. Well, Thrill is nice. Mm-hmm. Always looking for a thrill. And yeah, uh, it's it's two de- games this time as well. So there's also Next Up Hero, which looks fine. 
uh, Action-Adventure, MMO-Style. Never heard of it. Um, looking at the trailer, I think it, it kind of piqued my interest a little bit, but I don't think enough to make me install it. But I grabbed it because it's free. And, oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> Wait, um, I'm sure we can quickly put that up. Just got to change what we're looking at. There we are. Okay, so that's next up hero. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hmm. Kind of looks nice. Kind of looks like a game I, I would have fun playing, but uh, probably wouldn't continue playing after the first round. Yeah. There was something that looked sort of like this also a little bit more anime than this much comic but um what, what was it? ragnarok or something ragnarok is that an mmo that existed that kind it's of it's an mmo yeah ragnarok online it's an old schooly mmo i think yeah i think Very that's what anime. this kind of reminds hmm. me of a little okay i guess problem no. with, with the games like this is always they they look kind of nice, they play nice, but they don't really satisfy me in any way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, these types of, I, I don't know. I guess I'm more of a story fiend anyway, so I'm... Yeah, it looks like candy, basically, like, not, not a cool interesting candy but like uh just some sugary <laughs> thing with lots of colors yeah and it's, it's fine for a while but you, you didn't yeah. but it, it's i don't know i i don't want to judge a game I, I haven't played but um i have to judge it to decide if i'm going to play and well probably won't do it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I did play. Rag it was Ragnarok, right? Um, there, there, Ragnarok. there definitely is a Ragnarok online, yeah. Online. Let's see what that looks like. Oh, yes, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I played that like 15 years ago uh, with a friend who was like, you know, playing that religiously and I just tried it a bit um, with a free test account or something and mm. I did enjoy it for playing with a friend basically that was kind of fun but um, beyond that I think the only other MMO that I tried was Silk Road and that okay. was that was kind of cool but it was also really boring because it was mm. like Mostly go kill 30 tigers and then go kill 30 other things. And mm. then you were waiting for the for the really big ones, the legendaries. And then you were beating at that with 15 other people. And then whoever hit last got the got the loot and annoying nice. stuff like that. So that's old school. So, yeah, not my not my I always wanted uh, a story, I guess. Because mm. I, I find the setting interesting, but then there was nothing in it, you know, to really do anything with it, I guess. Mm. I mean, maybe later when you've 
done all the newbie stuff and all the fetch quests, but yeah, I don't know. I like a good single player story heavy game. <laughs> so so you're looking for like a story that the game gives you, basically. Yes. Hmm. Well, much. When it comes to MMOs, I'm really looking to role playing. That's what I want to have. I mm. want to make my own story and I'm always feeling pretty shoehorned into whatever the well mostly not really great but okay stories they tell you and they, they make you go through um i've used to play a lot of ultima online on mm -hmm. free shots so um i don't think there were quests on those free shots <laughs> just you just spawned and then there was like a world you could explore and you could talk to other people and you could buy and sell i think from npcs there were a couple of npcs but uh not a lot most buying and selling you you had to do from players who were all uh, standing in front of the in front of the bank <laughs> and just uh decried what they were selling and uh <laughs> yeah you could just uh decide you're gonna you're going to become a blacksmith and then that was your life. You went into the mines and you got your pickaxe and you you I don't know you mined away. And at first you wouldn't find the really valuable ore, and then you would got go get better in mining. And then you would find better ore, but it took more, and then you would have to smelt it. Then from the, the smolten you you could um, create like little stuff, and I think you. You couldn't even um, work with the big, um, the, the valuable um, iron ignorance or whatever they were called mm. <laughs> until you, you did enough of the, the small stuff. But because there was no other way to uh, buy high level weapons, the player were reliant on you to do this. It really felt valuable to, to fill it, this role. And then uh, we had our own um, free shard. Um, so with a couple of friends, we uh, bought a server, or rather my friend bought, bought a server. And then we we were the mods there and we created stories for the player. And this, just looking how the, the people like interact with e each other, <laughs> that was just fun. I think I, I might have told you before, I don't know if it was on stream, but uh, <laughs> we had like a pretty elaborate um cyber sex community after a while <laughs> and we had, had to talk to them that they they couldn't get explicit before 10 o'clock because there were also a couple of children <laughs> it was so weird because we are all basically children i think we were like 16 or, or 17 yeah. and um yeah they were like 40 year old um people cyber sex role playing on our server <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh yeah because like one of the the mods was into it as well and i think she or he who who knows um uh started like creating special sex items like dildos that glowed in the dark and stuff they could use <laughs> And obviously, you couldn't do anything in the game. Uh, you could just like have this in your inventory. <laughs> That's it. And sometimes you could equip it. But yeah. 
It was pretty cool. Uh, that's like my, my favorite um, time in MMOs. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And we wrote like elaborate um, background stories and all that stuff. And yeah, I think I it was like... I did try it once, uh, also with another friend who was playing it a lot, who wanted to show me. And just the one time, I don't know, I didn't really go back, even though I thought it was really cool because um, you had these, what do you call this? Like basically when the character doesn't say something but it's like mm. in asterisks as what they're yeah. thinking or doing or something and yeah. <laughs> at the situation you get annoyed about in uh, on in chats now <laughs> <laughs> um and it was you know when i was sitting it was evening you know and i was sitting around the fire with some person i didn't know you know yeah. and then we're just doing idle chit chat and he was like putting that i don't know is it called an emote or something i don't know um mm, emoting, of, yeah. uh saying looks away suspiciously as if there's more to the story and i was like oh nice and i didn't respond to it because my character i felt figured wouldn't notice and I didn't want to like react to what I as the player knew. And that moment in itself was, was so nothing happened. Like it was idle chit chat and the suggestion yeah. of something more, but just this yeah. ah, ooh, and then you know, it. like playing along, but not in a way that like is maybe the most exciting and most, you know, uh how stories would usually work, um, but the most kind of natural feeling. Well, the role playing basically. Oh. Yeah, that uh, yeah, I think you you put it right there on the money, the the feeling that there's something more, mm. like this feeling that there is like a real world and it exists with or without you. It doesn't revolve around you. There's nothing really made for you, but you can go through the world and explore it and make yourself like build yourself up. Mm. Yeah, just that one small line from the one time I tried this, uh, so significant somehow that I still remembered vividly 15 years later. Mm. And I was, wow, someone suggested he had a secret and I didn't respond. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played uh, for, for some time also on, I think, a shard that was called Schattenwelt or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was able to become, I know I played a red for a while and a, a draw, so dark elf. And I really, I learned so much about like uh, the lore, the language, because you greeted your each other and you had like stuff you talked to each other in your language, especially if there were like other players around who weren't draws. And yeah, you just, you picked fights. You could just kill anyone everywhere. You know, it was completely open. You could steal all their stuff. <laughs> and because that made it so, so dangerous as well. It, it felt so real. And it, it, never in my life a game really felt like this. Uh, yeah, May, maybe pen and paper, but not really. <laughs> not even that, yeah. Nice. I mean, I played some um, some World of Warcraft as well. Never um, tried that. No. It looked cool. Oh, what's happening? <gasps> Jan disappeared. But why? Where to? I think. 
What? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm st don't know why it uh, quit my camera there. Sorry. Oh, there Back. you are. I don't know what yeah. I just anyway. wanted to start singing Where Did You Go To My Lovely, but I guess <laughs> weren't actually yeah. going. I played uh, World of Warcraft for a while too, and it felt pretty cool as well. There was like a real world you could explore, and it, it, it felt like there's something there, um, but like all the people running around breaking the immersion, it was just, yeah, it wasn't really, really doing it for me. But it was fun for a while, like playing with a friend. Well, I watched the Folding Ideas um, video about it. Uh, I forgot what it was about exactly. It was about the lore or about how the 10 year or something anniversary edition changed things or something like that. Mm. And it's it's one of those things that seems very interesting, um, but that I would never like have the patience to, or the money <laughs> to give a shot myself. <laughs> Well, you can play pretty long for free now. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I need to... Maybe my, my uh, PC wanted to go to sleep here. I put this off. Yeah. That's not good. No, uh, it's like that. like EVE Online, you know? You you know EVE Online? I Is that the thing that has the famous heist that some pay yeah. players pulled? More, more than one, yeah, and huge wars where like thousands of dollars, mil I don't know, are lost. Yeah. Well, I know the story of this heist where like a group infiltrated like a clan, like up until the top, and then at some point executed and killed all of them, stole everything, and that that was an amazing story to read. Though that's all I know about the, that game. <laughs> Yeah, but especially that that's not really that's not a game I ever want to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do not go to sleep, please. Never. Well, that did just remind me I have also I guess that was all around the same time when I was like in 11th or 12th grade that I tried a bunch of uh free MMOs and World of Pirates was also something that I tried and that mm -hmm. I actually enjoyed. Um like the 10 hours or so they gave you that was kind of fun you know just having your ship and going around shooting at things um but yeah i never paid for any or wanted to pay for any of these things so that was always yeah. my just a couple of days experience here and there <laughs> but also nothing so um exciting that i felt like i had to continue yeah. with it I mean, Silk Road is free, I think. Um, so, and yeah, that was boring. <laughs> well, at least for the first I think especially couple of days. For games like that, like the bigger the game, I think the more it needs some kind of investment from you. Mm. So you don't quit uh, <laughs> before it really shines. And like a lot of uh, MMOs, it's always like the late game, right? Mm gonna go to the late game the late game is the interesting stuff and i think like the late game is probably not, not like the gameplay is probably not that big of a difference but the interactions with other players like you build friendships you mm. really have to work together to continue i think and yeah the stakes get much higher with the loot it's much more important and much more um well less less frequent yeah 
I guess I could see that, but just a slog to get there. And mm. I'm not, I'm not that social in online games. I find that awkward. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. My, my time is too valuable for this. It's just like these TV series where they're like, "Oh yes, the, the first two seasons they're crap, but then it gets going." <laughs> like, okay, that's not for me. <laughs> not mm. going to to fight my way through to to get to the third season. That's not gonna happen. Nope. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, that would have maybe been something when I was younger. But now I don't want people bothering me, so I don't play anything that has a voice chat or other mm. people in it. <laughs> Just hearing about it makes me kind of anxious. Like, uh, whatever that feature in Dark Souls is where other people can come into your game and whatever, it's like, Ugh, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's part of the, the, the fear, right? They, they fight you? Or is that another... Dark Souls game. I think they can, but they can also help you. Yeah, I think you can invite people to help you. Mm. But I think they can also... Yeah. Something like that. I haven't played it that much. I got stuck in the beginning and I was frustrated because I couldn't figure mm. out how to play it fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I watched like a lot of stuff how to get into the game and where to find like the best what what build is the best build to really make and then uh, where you can get to a real good sword in the beginning and i did that and then i was on my own i was just yeah not really prepared to i mean i did start the game without knowing anything but i i just couldn't get past the first boss so i had to inform myself <laughs> what's what's going on there and then uh, yeah and then it felt like a game where you need to know already what you're doing and it really didn't didn't really make me and and you, you told me as well like that uh, you need to play this game offensively and i'm a very defensive player so that really made it hard for me too and like the respawning of the enemies ugh. I hate that. Yeah, that was that. I think that was also what frustrated me in the end. Like, I didn't mind doing the first boss until I figured out how to beat him. You know, find the rhythm of whatever. No, the first doing. boss you can't beat. First mm -hmm. boss, you have to run around. Then you need to run up, and then from uh, the top you can jump down and uh, hurt him. Good. Otherwise, you you can't kill them. Or I don't think you, or maybe you can if you're like very good. But uh, I, I just, sorry. I just remember doing a lot of dodge rolls, like to get behind and like hurt, like the mm. back of the legs or something. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure. It was a while ago, um, but, but yeah, as I went on in the game, and I'm not sure when you, when you die, you lose your stuff, right? And you can pick mm. it up again, but if you, if you die before, it's gone. Something like that. I just remember that I thought I feel stuck now because now I have less than the first time I tried it. How am I yeah. supposed to do this kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. By the way, do you have your phone close by? Because I keep hearing. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Didn't thingy. Didn't even. But yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know if Dark Souls is a game that I'm ever gonna really like play. I wish I could. 
but I find it super fascinating and I like to watch stuff about it. I like to hear about like the, the law and the, mm. everything, like what they did to um, create this desolate uh, kind of just sad, you know, world. And you really feel, and I love that feeling of this is all dead. You already lost. You're just kind of trying to, you know, this, it's it's a really fascinating feeling. I wish I was I knew how to experience it myself. But <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it another shot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Have you played anything this week? No, no, I haven't played anything this week. <laughs> no, I, I watched a couple of movies. Oh, wanna hear the movies first? Sure. <laughs> okay. So. I've watched um, three movies I want to talk about. <laughs> nice. So uh, let's start with the worst one. <laughs> sure. Crimes of Grindelwald or <sighs> Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> have you seen that? I have not. I hated the first one already. So it was. And yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, man. That movie. It's not on Netflix. That's why. I tried and I, I'm currently uh, like watching all the, the Harry Potter movies. I'm on the last two, I think. Mm. And I saw that and I know it, it's not going to be good. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know, I, I felt like watching a bad movie and a bad movie with a cool setting. But was that, it a good kind of bad? Thing. That's the question. Um, and while you're thinking, it, hi, Wendesil. How are you doing? Hey. Hey, <laughs> so good bad or bad bad <laughs> yeah um crimes of grindelwald is a very specific kind of bad mm -hmm. so it's it's really um it's really pretty uh, it's got good set pieces i guess it's got a cool idea well but in the end it's it's convoluted at times nonsensical it's got way too much about bloodlines which you know is kind of weird <laughs> and honestly i didn't know that jk rowling wrote the script or wrote this mm. movie but halfway through i suspected it <laughs> <laughs> like the i mean the the relationships between the characters they are all they're all so weird and mm. it's trying so hard like to to um to call back on the movies and to like <sighs> okay so i'm going to i'm going to get spoilery with this movie because i don't have any respect for it so for if it. if you're listening and you really want to watch this movie without spoilers i don't think you need to it's really not really necessary <laughs> but um yeah so there was a lot of things <laughs> i thought and I, I wrote them down because i didn't want to forget <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, it starts out pretty cool as a like a 1930s um spy thriller yeah with wizards which is a, that's a cool idea that That's a movie I want to watch. It, it sounds interesting. It's, it, it is interesting. Mm. 
So if this this cool, um, well, not cool, but this dangerous villain, and he's captured by um, the ministry, and they want to place him somewhere else, and everyone is like, "Oh, let's not do that. That's too dangerous." <laughs> and now we we took his tongue; he can't talk anymore, and um, they they really um, tortured him, and then um, yeah, then they put him in a in like a um, a carriage with the celestial celestials, like this this dead horses that mm. can fly, and then they have like a, a chase there because obviously he escapes, <laughs> of course. Sure. And that's it's kind of cool to watch it, but it's kind of hard to um, care to no, not to care. I, I did care at that point, but I I couldn't believe that there were like multiple like wizards behind them and there were wizards on there and they were everyone could cast spells but for some weird reason only the 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 bad one the grindelwald uh cast spells everyone else didn't cast any spells and of course he 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 killed them basically <laughs> oh man um this movie this movie uh, it's so that this was a good start but then it turned bad very fast then uh, the the main character i forgot his name he appeared and he won he, he has his little fantastic creature and the fantastic creatures are they are so tacked on it this is not a movie about fantastic creatures they are just there in the movie they just they're just there they, they play some, yeah they, they play some kind of, of like a, a role like this is something in the wizarding community there are like these magical creatures and we have to deal with them and they can be dangerous but it can also be helpful that you never had in the harry potter movies so it's it just this feels just like off um mm. but okay but then they they felt the need like to connect all the characters so Dumbledore has to be there, of course. And he plays a character that at first it didn't feel like Dumbledore at all. But after a while, he, he came to be. And then he couldn't fight uh, Grindelwald. Dumbledore can't fight. Um, I don't know if you've heard that, but um, it's kind of implied by the movie that Dumbledore and Grindelwald, they are gay for each other. Mm -hmm. And that's why they can't face. And they, they had like a... You, you don't really see, but they hold hands once uh, when they Gay for have... each other sounds so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's how the movie portrays it, for, really. And I mean, and like, then... sure that they have like a relationship or something, just gay for each other. The phrasing was just a... <laughs> yeah, relationships. That, that's that's something the movie really doesn't know how to do. Uh, do you remember the the last movie where there's like this this um, human normal human person the the kind of fat small one that's always like i'm really it's, it's kind of like the insert camera uh, for for the the one with the mustache yeah exactly i guess the one who had to be uh obliterated right. <laughs> yes <worked>. exactly <laughs> so he comes back he, he he now remembers all the stuff again um, oh so how? well you you remember like there were like two women two wizard witches mm -hmm. and uh, the one was like i think she was blonde I, I don't remember but she was like a little bit dumb she was like the perfect housewife witch yeah kind of yeah, yeah and, and she she filled him in because she loves him when and she then told um, him or 
Yeah. How does it work? How do you? <laughs> I think she she filled in his memories, <laughs> but it gets more problematic than that. No, no, she charmed him to love her unconditionally, and they want to get married. Oh, and then, nice. yeah, then the main character says like, no, no, that's not right. And then he de-charms uh, him and she gets very upset and runs away. And he's very confused, but he loves her. He wants to stay with her because it's true love. And now it's get, getting really spoilery. And then, okay, so you have like Grindelwald. Grindelwald is uh, the wizard Hitler, right? Yeah. So he, wa he wants to kill all the humans. Why? He tells everyone because the humans they will start World War II. It's pretty explicit. He shows like the the bomb and the the combat and all that stuff, and everyone's oh, not another war. We have to do something, yeah. And so in the end, um, the the weird human guy and and the the housewife, which they meet again at a rally of Grindelwald, where he tells everything. And, and the, the witch, she wants to stay. She wants to listen what he has to say. And because she's stupid, obviously, although she is in love with a human, she falls for Grindelwald and goes to his side. Yeah, that's like that. That's how it, it ends. And I, I'm sure in the next movie, she will uh, think better of it and come back because love is so great. But it's such a weird relationship they have. Really. Wow. Oh. Um, it's so it's it's so weird. And it, it's it's that's not the only thing. So because I mean this is about racism, right? This is a movie about with with the wizard Hitler. Mm -hmm. But then she she just ignores racism in the real world completely. So there's like a black character. Mm -hmm. He's from an old black wizard family and he lives in a mansion. Again, yeah. it's 1930s and the whole family was always rich. And that's why he joins like the bad side because like they, they don't distinguish between black and white. That's not a problem. It's wizards against non-wizards. But if this is the real world we are in, racism happened you have to you have to you, you can't just ignore it mm. right i'm not wrong For about sure. this definitely you can't just just put in a, a black wizard and make him rich and pretend that's just the norm so everything is fine there's no racism it's just wizards against not wizards nothing to worry about oh man a lot of conflicts that would be solved if characters just talk to each other. Of course. Um, yeah, as many callbacks as possible. And yes, very convoluted, very back and forth, nonsensical bloodlines, weirdness. Um, yeah, not the good kind of bad I would watch for fun, for sure. I I had I had trouble getting to the end, but I wanted to, to <laughs> see, see what happens. Um, yeah. And they, they have some some fights like, oh, that's oh, okay. So I'm gonna, gonna go to the end again. So in the end, sure. in the, and it, it's like, it's like Grindelwald in the middle, and they're like all the people around listening to him, and he, he really riles them up. And then there comes the ministry, the, the auras. 
and they're like the the police and they come in there and then he says no don't do, do anything against them and then um but he still riles them up against and then one of the 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 lis listener the people who are listening to grindelwald draws her wand and one of the auras straight up kills her like that's the only spell they know just bam dead and then of course grindelwald is like you see what they're doing there they started it we have to protect ourselves <laughs> and then everyone is agreeing and then he he magically um summons some weird invincible flames around himself mm -hmm. which only hurt people that are not on his side and nobody casts a single spell against him nobody <laughs> they're all just like trying to get rid of the flames and he's just sitting there in the middle, laughing, monologuing, casting the spells, casting the fire everywhere. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. And um, I love, um, I really like Johnny Depp. Uh, like since, I mean, what he did with, um, how he portrayed Hunter S. Thompson, this guy has has credit without end with me. Right. But he is just not the right person for this role. He's not Hitler. He's not. He's the, the quirky, funny guy that you like because he's so vulnerable and has so many faults. And that's not his character there. And I know he, he probably took the role to be to play something completely different. I mean, he, he has his dark roles as well, but it just doesn't fit. And it's so weird that that and I feel because he has like two different eye colors mm -hmm. and I feel like they had to put it in to make sure everybody knows that he's the bad guy. <laughs> uh, <sighs> oh, man. Um, no, I am. I am very over Johnny Depp and I was very annoyed that he was in it. Um, I mean, I was over it with after the third I still love the third Pirates of the Caribbean, but everything he did after with like the weird Native American and um, and then all this stuff, which I don't know enough about. It seems very confusing, um, you know, the allegations of abuse against him, but also against his then wife and stuff. It's a I think, weird story, but I think it's it's pretty clear at this point that uh, he is the victim. He's the survivor of that, and it might explain that he just didn't have it in the last movies. I mean, maybe it's, it's wishful thinking, you know, I am obviously on his side, <laughs> but I, I've read, read a lot about that and a lot of people came out on, in support of him. Um, and I think there's a video as well, like they, they settled in court and all that stuff. And uh, it's pretty clear. I think she even admitted it at this point. I might be wrong here. I, I It's been a while when I looked into it, but I think I'm yeah, well, pretty well, sure he's it. Yeah, you know me; I That's... always get a little bit uh, cautious when people too too ferociously defend a celebrity they like. So it's mm. um, I haven't looked I into it. For, to me, Johnny Depp has basically been he's been dead to me since two thousand eight or something. So that mm. was, and I was very annoyed when I saw him because I also felt it doesn't need it. And I was like, Ugh, go away, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it could be like he, him, like fleeing his wife. 
maybe his dead wife yeah, but i don't know i mean I, 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 I'd, I'd say please look into it and you don't have to of, of course like he, he doesn't need your support but um yeah. You know that man could can be victims too, like Dude, <laughs> considering the last put out we had. So, yeah, but yes, maybe. I mean, this is not really something I wanna, you know, get like you know in, immerse myself in right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. We'll, we'll <laughs> check it out someday. Um, sure. Sure. But yeah, no, um, I have zero interest in the sequel like at all and you know you're not really you know don't really sound like i missed anything no. um, i mean you could watch it like to to see how how bad it is yeah I mean, but i feel like i well, know already that's yeah natural, i think but... i did a good job here <laughs> <laughs> and um and this i was yeah. just saying uh sounds like i did not miss anything because i never watched any of the harry potter and related movies and i would say the first three Harry Potters and maybe the last two are actually really good. Well, okay, the last two I'm a bit sketchy on, but uh, uh, well, I'm I saying like have, having rewatched, <laughs> but I have watched the, the extended cuts. Mm. I think the first two, uh, if you've read the books, um, it's fun to to watch the movie, but the m movies are pretty much like the books, and I. I think that just doesn't work for a movie and it, it was very apparent to me and so I really couldn't enjoy them really had to to fight my way through not not like this one <laughs> not like this one it's still it's still like the the characters are believable and lovable and it's cool what happens and it makes sense like it, like the sequence doesn't make sense in the in the first two movies um because it's a book and it, it jumps around a lot um yeah, but the well, third I mean, movie is great. The the fourth movie is is, is pretty good. It's the worst uh, one. Seriously, well, it's a like terrible it. movie. Just in movie making terms, like things happen, then it explains after what you just saw. Okay, it is okay. literally. But, I am so upset about this movie, and I have. I, I, I'm not arguing <laughs> this. I just I had fun with it. Trying to say. I mean, yeah. I can imagine it with the first two movies. I mean, I did obviously see them, having read the books, having loved the books, and I was like what 11 12 or what when they came out so mm. um i i can see that and i have seen like video essays on it that you know say that the first one is like really just shot straight like a book and it makes it is not shot like a movie and um so i can imagine that but i do think it it captures the the feeling of the book the best and i guess it's like actually really just made for children and so mm. I don't know how I would. I still love it today because I loved it then. So I already had to have the good feeling, and I still like watching it today. I don't know how I would feel about it if I would watch it as an adult for the first time. I'd probably be like, "What's mm. the what's the big deal?" But uh, it was really something um, back then, very very exciting. And mm. and then they seem to just get worse. Like I said, I really really hated the fourth one. Um, the fifth then was kind of okay. It was the what was the the, the, the Order of the Phoenix. Ah right, yeah, I watched it. That was fine too. Yeah, it was okay. It had it had like the feeling of oh, there's danger now. So that was kind of nice. Hmm. There were just some choices that I really I hate that actress that plays Tonks. Hmm. It's, uh, she was. 
she was like the her. crush in About a Boy. And I thought she was fine in About a Boy. And ever since then, I cannot watch anything she does. And it's just so fake and so annoying, like a person who's like so into themselves and look how great I can act. And it's it, it just grates me. And I mm-hmm. and she is in in the in your favorite episode of The Mandalorian. She's um Bill Burr's uh, companion and even under all the makeup I was like what is this shitty <laughs> acting what <laughs> then I looked it up and of course it's her <laughs> that was just something I am oh. well, I, I, I can I can tell you that the joy that that uh, I had when when I was when the mo- crimes of Grindelwald ended and I saw like written by J.K. Rowling it was yes I knew it <laughs> Yeah, and that was also oh, that weird. Woman. Like what you talk about with the very strange themes and the very strange um, thing. I mean, it's not the themes themselves. It's like what the movie seems to support or like yeah. not question. And that was something that I also really hated in the first one because for the most part, I thought it was fine. It seemed fun. Um, it was just you know there were some creatures and they were running around and blind. The the big guy and the blonde that was cute and whatever, and. And then just the ending just made me so mad <laughs> because you had this this terribly abused kid. Abused to the point where he turned into into the what was it called? Something with a C, I think. Creed? Was his name Creed? Or was it someone else? Because uh, his name was Credence? Credence, right, yeah, yeah. He's in the second movie too. Well he turned to yeah. what is it called in a is it called Obscurus or something like that? Well, he turns into uh, that black mess, yeah. right? That is uh, kind of like an alien. Um, I forgot to mention Credence. Yeah, he's in there too. They fight over him because uh, he's the he's the Ubermensch, the Uber Wizard. So whoever whoever has him he will win because that's how life works, right? <laughs> Bloodlines and stuff. So, so he's an obscure. So, this movie is so so like it's trying to be woke on one hand, <laughs> but it's so centrist in in how it's like, yes, it's true, it's okay to be gay. So please just not talk about it. Okay, <laughs> we have gay characters. We're not talking about them. Mm. That's how you deal with gay characters. Yes. They can be there, but we don't talk about them because that would be political, or mm. I don't know. What J.K. Rowling thinks, but th- well, that's how J.K. Rowling is a turf. We know that. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she so... thinks everything is is fine as it is right now, and nobody should like make a fuss about it. <laughs> and, and that's what the movie feels like too. Yeah, and and so the thing was like he turned into this obscurus from the abuse that he had uh, experienced mm-hmm. at the hand of his adoptive mother. I'm I'm not even sure what that was, but so the thing is. So you have this abused kid who like can't help but explode into this violence, and you have that. But you have those two empathetic characters, you know, that call that create care about all living beings and whatever, talk him down, so that he becomes himself again. Because for the first time, someone is actually listening to him, not just like um, the other guy who was just trying to use him. Or I guess it was also Johnny Depp, but when he looked like Colin Farrell, <laughs> and. Then the police show up and shoot at him, right? And so it yes. starts all over again. They kill him, apparently, right? It uh, ends looking like they killed him. Only like one little uh, thing like slips away. One of the little 
what do you call that, like dust that he breaks into. And, and then nobody gives a shit. Like they just murdered a child, everybody thinks, and the characters who care about every single living thing who were so close to actually saving him. Nobody cares. They're just like, I guess we caught Johnny Depp, so that's what we care about now. And like even that, like like you know, Wizard Hitler is the only one who cares about obviously for bad reasons, but he's the only one who like questions this. And so we have like police brutality murder of an abused child and then nobody caring and i was just like what the fuck are you doing with this that like that drove me insane like how callous this thing is like how she jk rowling had no idea what she was doing there and was like yeah this is all fine this is all fine who gives a fuck about that kid right uh yeah i mean she's so anti anti ministry anti-government in the the books in the movies especially now <laughs> with crimes of criminal and defense they're just incompetent malicious and the only one who can uh can Office fight Hitler. them is yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing like i get the angle the of, of anti-government but then why not comment on it from the characters that we as the audience are supposed to like latch onto like they had no opinion on it they were like just yeah i guess that's fine and that, that approval, that is what pissed me off so much. That approval mm. of that violence against yeah. an already horribly tortured kid. And it's... Mm. You, 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 yeah. I forgot another thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know how... Uh, so the, the start of the movie, uh, Hitler, uh, Wizard Hitler escapes. And then, um, then the, the main character is called upon by the ministry and his brother there... Um, to find and kill Credence. That's his job. They want to kill him again. <sighs> yes. Whatever. Yeah. So that, that's the first movie I watched, and I was like, okay, I need another movie. <laughs> just, like yes, this. please distract me with something better. Was it better what you watched? Yes, of course. Oh, How good. Good. <laughs> good I watched The Old Guard, uh, so a Netflix production based on a comic book movie, uh, action, pure action comic book movie. And um, yeah, you, you can uh, look up who directed it because for a change, it was not a man. What? And you can see that in the cast as well. So the, the main character is female and she's badass. She kicks ass. She's so cool. And then the the new the new blood in their gang is female as well and black. So really uncommon for action films to do this. And it's it's a pretty cool movie. I think they they should have gone um, R rating because she fights with an axe a lot and she doesn't chop any heads. So no <laughs> head chopped, which I can't understand. It's just the natural thing you do when you, you have an axe and you fight with it. Uh, you have pretty cool characters here. If you look at the character shots, so in the middle, so the old guard. Um, I'm not going to spoil this movie because it's cool. But what you learn in the first shot is they are all undying. They can't die or they can't die 
Well, they can die. <laughs> well, can they or can't they, Jan? <laughs> well, they will die eventually. Everything has to die eventually. But it's not their turn yet. So they can do whatever they want. And she in the middle, she's she's just the oldest. She's so old, she doesn't she even remember fair. when it started. On the left side, the two. Wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think um, they met in the Crusades on opposite sides and fell in love. And they're a pair. They love each other. Couple and it's, it's really nice. It's really nice. It's, it's fun. And yeah, and... Uh, yeah, on the right side is pretty old too. Don't remember how old he was. And then the new blood, uh, the the black girl, um, she's uh, a marine who, uh, after like two hundred years of no- nobody knew, she uh, appears, and they can all feel it when someone else comes. And then they come, pick the person up, and they they fight evil. Well, they, they try to do the best to make the world better, but they are really disillusioned at this point because the world is still shit. And yeah, she so, so the main character, uh, the, the old one, she's kind of she wants to give up, but and the new one, the new blood, she she doesn't really want to do the whole spiel, and and she's like very, uh, she has to deal with the new effect and and. Uh, yeah, the actors are great. The action is really great. Like the the um, the action shots are pretty cool. Mm. It's just it's just weird that the, that there are no chopped off heads because <laughs> she fights with an axe. No, you if you watch the movie, you'll you'll see she should have ch- chopped several heads in this movie and legs and arms, but she doesn't. She only <laughs> slices the people and she stabs even people with her axe. So uh, that's that that's my main criticism of this movie. No. Well, it's, it's, I am sold already. Yeah, it's it's not great, I have to admit. Um, but it does a lot of things differently, and I think it's it's the the director isn't really that experienced, and I think that's you can feel that. But um, like the shots, not every shot looks great, and there's a lot of stuff with this concept that they could have done because it's so interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's worth a watch. If you like action movies, yeah, watch that. And yeah, the next movie I watched is Extraction. <laughs> and... Chris Hemsworth. And well, it pains my heart to say that I like that one a little bit better. But oh, really? let's, let's just say it's my white guy bias. <laughs> Now, I think the the shots are just the cinematic cinematography uh-huh. is is just better. Um, but the script, like the the story, the plot, it's uh, it's so basic. It's just so 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 basic. But they they have a couple of really cool long shots, like fake long shots mm-hmm. over like twelve minutes or so, like really long, and it's cool. It's a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, you don't care for the characters. They try to do their thing, but you really know every twist and turn of the movie. Uh, but it's it's just um, it's just prettier. That's mm. that's the difference. And you know, I, I just go for pretty. That's so hard. I fall so hard for movies that look pretty. Um, that that's I think the reason why I thought this was a bit better than the old guard. But yeah, before if you have get if you have like both movies and you want to watch just one watch the old guard 
if you're still interested in like action and or you want a the more traditional male you you just want one female character that holds a gun yeah and watch the the second one <laughs> if you want no females that talk to other females mm. watch the second one <laughs> yeah but uh, i think the second movie is uh, like the director is um is a stunt stunt guy mm-hmm. and it's also produced by crims uh, by chris hemsworth mm. so it's kind of indie as well i guess maybe i don't know um yeah, this is just one yeah. of those movies that to me looks so blah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty blah, but it looks pretty. The second one uh, is uh, the, the old guard is, isn't as blah. It's the the yeah the, the, the setup, the concept, the idea of of these these entities that that will not die, mm-hmm. um, or they come back to life. That's pretty compelling stuff i will check that out although i like there were a couple of things mm-hmm. like nitpicky things for example they are in their hideout and there's a toothbrush and i, I was just like wondering why should they brush brush their teeth <laughs> do they need to eat even they can't die <laughs> but i think they have to eat or they will just starve revive and starve again so they really have to watch out for for stuff like that which i think eating is fun why wouldn't you do it even if you don't have to (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) i don't know if if i can get rid of uh, brushing my teeth i I might just stop eating (laughs) Um, Hmm? we watched beach bum this week didn't we oh yeah right uh, the new movie by Harmony Corinne, who did Spring Breakers, who I always find interesting, but the movie itself was kind of just, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I was a bit upset uh, over the the depiction of women, because it's just so in your face. I, I know you, you say it's it's um, white trash. Superhero. <laughs> white trash fulfillment, yeah. but Wish fulfillment, yeah. It is a bit, because it's, I mean, I guess it's a little bit, it felt a little bit like um, the Johnny Depp film, Fear and Loathing, like Mm. the weird, constantly drunk, constantly on drugs writer who's brilliant, just without all the interesting stuff, sort of, Mm. like he has to go on a quest and just everything works out for him, and of course he's brilliant, and of course... The book he has been stuck not writing for decades suddenly is totally brilliant and it's also i don't know it's yeah it's as i'm saying it's kind of white trash wish fulfillment because it's, yeah. <laughs> it's it is very trashy but just everything works out it's like of course he's the coolest guy of course all the women love him and there's no the only conflict in the movie is that his wife dies when they go on a dragged out uh joyride mm. and but I really like that she like she fall she has another guy, mm. and she he sees them, mm. and you see that something in him happens. Yeah. But you expect that this is going to be like the big drama. The movie is about like can he really accept that someone else is with his wife? And I really respected the movie for not going that way and for him. To continue his way of uh, c'est la vie, everything is going to turn out 
perfectly if I just continue walking, continue living. Mm. And I and I really I really like this um, philosophy of what did how did he say? Um, he really believes that the the universe is in conspiracy to make him happy. Yeah, he's a reverse paranoid. Yeah. I like that. I wish I had that. <laughs> well, yeah. the movie universe certainly was. So, yeah, it, it 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 was not really right. He had he had um, difficulties he had to deal with, but he just minor. didn't. Very very minor. Well, his wife dies. That that's what I'm saying. That's the only real because that his daughter doesn't want to give him money afterwards because she wants to respect the wishes of her mother, and then he just you know is fine anyway like there's no conflict there's no real learning happening i think that uh, like in in the movie he he has a conflict every step of the way like minor bigger conflicts and he's always just not fighting against them just going with the flow and it turns out great and of course like in a movie terms it's not a conflict because he, he doesn't really approach it like a conflict but it could have been if he chose to make it so yeah but that's that's a part that feels like wish fulfillment not like real drama like for example that he is um sentenced to rehab for a year and he just breaks out and then it's just fine and never comes up again he doesn't go to jail he just gets all the money and it's like he's just fine like whatever he decides to do it just works out He's not even grieving that much, you know? so it's like, oh, he's thrown for a loop for a second because suddenly he's mm-hmm. not that rich anymore, but he's just basically back to who he was like before he came home, like when he was just being Florida man. <laughs> so like nothing changes and everything is just okay all the time. And that's, that's just, yeah. And I think that's the part that, 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 um, that I don't, where something is missing for me is it, that then to me it feels like it lacks depth like uh hmm. it's a bit pornographic in a way that it's just you know satisfying without any real conflict yeah hmm. i think like the deeper meaning of, of this is, is his philosoph- philosophy and even though like in real life it doesn't really work out like 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 in movie life i think i think taking a bit away from him and like not making your life more difficult than it has to be is really something true that the movie conveys in its way. Maybe I'm just like over-interpreting what I'm seeing there. Well, it, it did seem to strike a certain chord with you. Um, yes. I guess for me, I was just stuck on how clearly... I mean, he was very selfish and he was certainly not okay because he was a raging alcoholic. Like. Yeah healthy people aren't like that and it was never resolved it was just yeah. like alcoholism is great for you and you are a genius anyway and everybody loves you anyway and nothing you do matters no matter how much you screw people over how much you ruin their yeah, you just, special you days just need to find the right herb to smoke and then everything will work out and so no, it's it was not, a bit yeah it's... it was a bit like a guy like that made a movie about why he's awesome you know <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, what was the movie with um, ah, with the X Files guy, the the TV series. Oh, Californication. Yeah, Californication. It's kind of like that, just like even more so. Yes, that is also a lot of wish fulfillment for 
basically exactly guys like, it was like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why. But at I mean, least yeah. there was some consequence and some conflict that, conflict, of course, yeah. always worked kind of out. But but I never liked that in a TV series. That made me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh this my. movie didn't make me feel bad it made me feel bad for like a second or two and then i was like oh he he, he seems to take it well oh. okay that's cool right on right on well me I, i'm freaking out again um at the thought of maybe having to watch my wife die or something i'm really yeah, not doing not... well with this whole mortality thing now this is since we watched hereditary where i just kind of got stuck kind of thinking about death and stuff and then of my own mm -hmm. death and death of loved ones and now i'm just it's like my my coping mechanism the ignorance of what's gonna come uh, is broken and i have to like really try not to think about it because it freaks me out a lot that this is definitely going to happen mm. and it's definitely gonna be horrible and i can just hope that, that i die that we both die quietly in our sleep at the same time that would that would be great yeah I think like coping with with mortality that that's that's a big challenge and a, it's a challenge we all have to come to come to terms with to well we will we will get challenged let's say let's say that and I, I think I I really believe that it doesn't have to be horrible it doesn't I think it can be quite peaceful um you can accept death without like being ignorant and shoving it away in, in your mind but that's uh, that's what i hope for that by the time it comes i will be so tired of life that i'm ready for it mm -hmm. but also just the thought of you know being together with someone for i don't know 40 50 years and then they're gone and you just have to like make do now with this couple of years you have left what why are you gone again are you still there yeah yeah not sure what happened out. It's easily fixed. Here I am. Anywho, I will attempt to not think about it or think about how much time that actually is because I'm only 32 and that has already been way too long. So if I have maybe twice that left, <laughs> or even if I have that, that again left, that is still a very, very long time. So hopefully I will get sick of all of this uh, by the time it's coming hmm. right so any other fun topics on your list <laughs> we want to do do a fun episode this week yeah let's do it okay uh well i have one less fun but we can skip it i guess oh i thought when you said let's make it fun that we were gonna go real depressing so that was just my oh. assumption <laughs> uh, okay so let's go depressing then <laughs> Sure, we need to hit our quota. This was too much, too much enjoyment, too much pop culture. Not yeah, even games. Did. Like last time, yeah. we said we need, we need to do something about games again. Here we are, just going in depth about movies. <laughs> I, I can go. I can. I can give one one game I played. Uh, it's a week back, but it's a board game. It's called uh, Cosmic Encounter. And you want to hit that up in the browser? I, I guess I do. Reference Cosmic what? Encounter. Encounter. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool game. Um, you can play it with up to four or five players, and it's got really cool balancing um, mechanisms. So every player 
has a unique race with uh, unique um, attributes and five planets. Mm -hmm. And on each planet, you have four of your ships. And the goal is to colonize five other planets. And then you win. So you don't have to kill anyone. You don't have to to uh, exterminate like all the forces or everything. You, you don't have to. Yeah, you only have to colonize. I mean, I guess colonizing is bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, let's let's ignore that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so everyone has 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 their planets, and then you each turn, uh, you draw a card that tells you which um which other race you can attack then you decide um how many of your ships you're going to take mm -hmm. um, and then you attack one of their planets and then your um basically if you have more ships than they have on their planet you win but you can ask for help and they can ask for help and other players can put in. And if the attackers win, all attackers move all their ships on their color. So if you help, help someone, mm -hmm. you can colonize their planet as well. So now is the interesting part, uh, the self-balancing one. Um, so if you want to colonize a planet, you can put a lot of your ships there. However, you need to, to take the ships from your planet so they are less defended than before. So that, that's a really interesting um, mechanic, I think. And of course, like the asking uh, who, who helps whom um, is, is really, really spices things up as well, like gives it another level. Mm -hmm. And then um, you have cards on your hand you can play and they are basically um, either attack cards, they give you like a, a set amount of number you add on to your fleet and then you're just stronger than you would have been. And you um, put one down uh, face down and the, the uh, defender does that as well. And then you turn them around and um, you calculate who's, the, who's got a higher number. However, there are two other types of cards. There are, um, what's that, the, the um, Verhandeln, what's that in English? Uh, negotiate. Ne negotiate, exactly. So you can uh, put in a negotiate card, then you lose automatically if the other one doesn't play one as well, <laughs> but you can draw two of their cards. And if both, play they have one minute uh, negotiate card to negotiate <laughs> basically and find something to um, yeah you can do everything like okay just put two of yours there but leave mine there because whoever loses loses all the ships to the warp which is in the middle mm -hmm. and each turn you only get one ship back from the warp yeah and then there are special cards like the special abilities of the different races you can use, which is interesting. And of course, the, the race um, abilities are pretty cool as well. For example, there's one race that just multiplicates the number you play with the ships you have. So they are really strong fighting. 
another one can choose to to switch the cards you both played before um, they are revealed, which is really interesting. <laughs> and there's just a lot of cool things in there. And I think they have like, I don't know, 30, 50 different um, races with different um, specialities. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to play. It's pretty quick. It's a lot of fun. Um, highly recommend it. Mm. And you can play it outside. We, we actually played it in the park, which is pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the game talk for today. <laughs> nice. Then back to the depressing stuff. What do you got? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, you know what I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, that, that's what we kind of do here, right? We, we, we are honest. We tell you about our vulnerabilities, about our feelings. And yeah, last week on Saturday, I broke up with my girlfriend of three years. Only three? It's, I thought it was four. Mm, three and a bit, I guess. I don't think it's four. It doesn't really matter, right? No. But didn't you meet in, at the end of 2016, right? Yeah, but we didn't really get together immediately. Oh, I thought you counted it already because you just no. were on a on a no, no. quick. Okay, all right. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's weird to, to tell it to you. I guess <laughs> I tell it to, to the viewers, to the listeners, uh, because you helped me a lot, like coming to terms with something. I I guess I've like in my heart known for a while that we really weren't for each other. And that that's like the, the cheesy kind of saying, uh, we were in a pretty unhealthy relationship. We were very codependent. I, um, yeah, Oof. it's, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of afraid of today, like <laughs> talking that I, I really couldn't sleep. I, I went through the whole talk in my mind before going to sleep. And then when I was like finished, I looked at the, at the clock and it was two hours later. <laughs> oh shit, I can't really. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I, I for a long time, I really tried my best to give her what she needed and um that was i don't know how, how to to say it um it's hard to uh really wrap my mind around now <laughs> um we i mean i like her a lot uh, we had really good time but we had very different outlooks on life we had like different um needs and I'm, I'm just very unsure with myself. I, I, actually, I wanted to get to that point at the end, but well, um, I guess that's the central problem, right? I, um, I have a problem with myself. I, I don't trust myself. I don't respect myself and I don't love myself. And it's a deep rooted problem. And I, I knew for a while that I have this. And I had a, like my last uh, relationship was 10 years and it was also codependent. She broke up with me when she found someone else 
and I felt just so free. And I realized how much I have bent myself for her needs and how uh, little I really had um, done for myself or allowed myself because I felt like making, because I make, I try to make other people happy to feel needed because that's the only way that I feel valuable if I am needed by other people. And the problem is, so my, my recent partner and the, my recent partners both, they needed attention to feel the same way, to feel whole. That's my theory. I, I don't want to talk for her, but she needed a lot of attention as did the, my girlfriend before. And she needed a lot of help. And I gave that willingly to her and it just went like the relationship with, with the, my previous girlfriend that went 10 years, uh, it was pretty harmonious, I'd say, because she was really consistent in what she needed. And I'm really good at being consistent and um, helping her consistently with her stuff. And I knew what she wanted, what she liked, what she didn't like, and I, I could fulfill all her needs. And there was just a little left for me. And that was enough for me because I'm also quite, um, quite humble now. Quite, <laughs> what's the word? I don't need a lot. And that, that's fine for me. That's somehow I, I learned that, <laughs> that I, I don't, I'm not supposed to need a lot. I am, I should be happy with what, what I get. And mm -hmm. I had been for a while. And only when we broke up, um, I realized how much I was missing, how, how much I, I had left from myself, how much I've uh, like ignored of my own needs. I had just no boundaries. Well, and um, this time I went in knowing this and at first she really didn't have a lot of needs and I was really happy about that. She was really low maintenance. She did her thing. I did mine. And I think everything changed when we moved together. And then she, she, we were like, we spent just a lot of time together. And I realized that she needs a lot of attention, but she also like, she feels bad often. I'd say she, she has a lot of troubles small troubles, medium sized troubles, one or two big troubles. I mean, obviously she doesn't love herself. That's my, again, my, my interpretation. She does not agree with me, <laughs> but whatever. That's not, not for me to say anyway. Well, but she does I, have anxiety, right? Yeah. That's kind of how I... Yeah. She's got heavy anxiety, mm. panic attacks. And I have, yeah, I tried to, to help her. I've tried to soothe her. I've, I've been there for her when she needed me. I've been there for her as much as I could. And it really took a toll on myself. And I got angry at her for that. And I, I noticed that and we talked a lot about this. We tried to change it. We tried, I, I think like, I guess like at least like one or two years in, we both knew that there was like deep rooted problems. She was really not happy uh, where we lived. She wanted to, to move somewhere else, but she felt like bound by me. 
I didn't really want to move. Um, she wanted, she needed to go out and meet people, but she didn't go out anymore that much. She stayed home and I had to care for her, even though she didn't really ask for it. Um, I felt that she needed it and I gave it to her. And that way I prevented her from learning how to deal with that stuff herself. I mean, she, I'm sure she, she could have done it. I'm sure she did have, she did it before we met. Yeah, sure. The more time we spent, the more I coddled her and the less she needed to deal with her own feelings and the more uh, problematic, I think, uh, her own feelings become. And I think her panic attacks, they were, they were there before we met, but barely. And they went, they were, they became worse. Mm -hmm. I think we, we harmed each other by being together. And we didn't notice it. Well, I, I definitely noticed that uh, I was hurting, and I'm, I'm. It's because I don't want to be a burden to anyone else. I really, I just ate it. I ate it all. I muscled through until I really couldn't anymore. And then, then I cracked. Then I, we didn't really fight, but we had like emotional outings i guess i told her how i feel she and she she immediately she tried to change to comfort me but we always fell back in the routine because I, also we really didn't um understand the underlying problem the problem that i don't love myself don't respect myself don't trust myself and that's why i needed her mm -hmm. so i needed her to need me and she needed me so much that I felt so secure in the relationship that I never was um, jealous of other people, for example, which I was with my girlfriend before, yeah. because she she wasn't um, so needy, I guess. I think it's a it's a bad word, but it kind of fits. She she, she was more independent, I, I, basically. Hmm? She was more independent, basically. Yeah. So she wasn't, I, yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah, it's come to my attention that it's a pattern and really when, when thing, when I really, I mean, we were in South Africa together and that, that's, that was really tough on me. It really exhausted me. And when we came back, I really was struggling a lot and I think you noticed it as well. And then the Corona times went so we were stuck together even more and I couldn't meet you anymore <laughs> and, and I got angry at you I got angry because you you couldn't help me mm. and also because like I thought like because we don't spend time together you you don't like me because that's that's how mm. how afraid I am that people don't like me mm. it's so easy um yeah and then um yeah, it's so weird. Like looking back, I know that when we moved from our first flat to um, to the I don't know flatmates here, we had a flatmate uh, just she and her, but she she felt she needed something else. She needed more people. That's what she said. So we moved uh, in with um, four other four other people, which I didn't want but mm -hmm. I did for her 
and I thought it might be fine. I always thought like I'm challenging me and she thought she's challenging me. We help each other grow by challenging each other. But in, in reality, um, we were junkies and our drug was attention being need and being needed. And we gave it each other this drug and we I think we mistook it for love as well. I think I don't maybe we loved each other at first. I don't know anymore. Mm. But in the end, I think it just was too much of the of the neediness of the yeah I because and as she I think we, we could have stayed together much longer before I bro broke uh, if she was just more consistent in her needs, but she was really inconsistent. She's very chaotic. She leaves everything everywhere. She's not uh, like I'm a perfectionist. I, I need to be like perfect all the time. And she isn't. And my the girlfriend I had before, she was a perfectionist as well. That's how we we made it for so long. Also, we we had like a significant time, um, a long a long distance relationship. Like for three years, we were long distance, mm -hmm. and that worked like really good. And yeah, I mean, my relationship with my now ex girlfriend worked as well when we didn't see each other that much. But when I when I had to go like leave for for some weeks, she was just hurting so much because yeah, because I was taking away her drugs, mm -hmm. and that hurt me so much because I wanted to be there for you for her i'm sorry i want to be there for you as well that's a another story for another day um, yeah so that that was my week i had a lot of work to do on myself i told her um i wanted to find a good place a good time frame to break up i didn't think this is the best time um but yeah, you made me realize that like I was hurting myself and I was hurting her and it wasn't for, fair for her, mm. for me to like pretend that everything is fine to not hurt her until I break up. She was really afraid of me like breaking up with her immediately, just like that. Um, she told me that like a couple of weeks ago and I'm sure she sensed it somehow. She must have sensed it. She, if she thinks back, she, she must, she must know. And she, she must realize that that I was holding her back as well. I, I mean, I hope she does. But really, it's her problem to deal with and not mine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that much I realize now. Um, yeah, so that's what I was dealing with. And I... I went online as as you do as a programmer, and uh, <laughs> maybe can uh, can yeah. whip up your browser browser again for me. Uh, I went to DuckDuckGo and I uh, put in how to love myself, and I found a couple of interesting things because I really don't want to dwell on all the pain and suffering here. Uh, I wanna I wanna get positive. I wanna tell you, um, yeah. So there, I think like the wiki, ah, okay. Yeah, the wiki how on the right side mm -hmm. is great. 
how to love yourself. Yes, it's really great. Improve your inner voice. That's something I have done like before. Uh, it's not really a problem I have anymore, fortunately, but mm -hmm. I did have that. Uh, yeah. Avoid perfectionism. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really tough, but I'm trying. Um, discard your negative filter. That's something I have. I always see the problems, like not in the, uh, not so much like in the, um, in the, in the, in the Vergangenheit. Past. In the past, but I see problems in the future and I see problems in the present a lot. I focus on problems. Mm. And that's really, really bringing me down. Um, never call yourself names yeah i stopped calling myself names uh, quite a time ago <laughs> as well yeah, i just want to go to, through the the headlines do not assume that the worst can happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's something i really have to work on then rewrite your inner script that's something i'm working on too um then exercising yeah, and th that's not a part of how to uh, love yourself exercise self-love like writing down the stuff i can do great mm. i've done that at, and i just read it like every day in the morning and evening to myself out loud in front of the mirror <laughs> nice. and i believe myself <laughs> i think yeah i'm pretty great actually <laughs> oh, that's um, good. yeah i give myself gifts uh, of time yeah take the time i did take the week to really mourn the relationship and i had really had to fight like most of the fight i had was like not worrying about her because i'm just so invested with her happiness much more than i'm with my my own happiness mm. and yeah now seeing how problematic that is it becomes very apparent so i often have to to like slap myself and start thinking about myself again yeah, yeah. celebrating rewards for yourself that's a really important thing we do as a game development team as well it's really important because you just lose track you will always find another uh, challenge to do and if you don't take the time to celebrate you will burn out yeah, yeah. and i did that as well <laughs> the this week Hmm. Yeah, I made a, a little plan to deal with negativity as well. Yeah, it's just it's just great. We don't have to go through all, but the, like the wiki house is just great, and it's 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 fun to see that the wiki house is really good <laughs> with something like this as well. Ah, yeah, visited therapist. Right, that that's an important point. Yeah, I I, I wrote a therapist. You um, you gave me your therapist's number, um, and yeah contact her. I'm on the waiting list now, but I'm really looking forward to it because I, I, yeah, I, I mean, if you've listened to the first podcasts we did, like to the Hood Out, the first, uh, you know, I work on myself a lot and I work on myself partly because I'm just so unhappy with myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, I've worked on myself for years, for decades now, mm -hmm. and I still haven't solved this problem. And I don't think I can solve it on my own. 
maybe I can solve it now on my own without uh, being in a relationship. It really felt like, you know, the, the martial art trope that the fighter is getting off his weights. That's how it felt. Getting like breaking up, uh, like <laughs> breaking up didn't feel like that. Breaking up felt like uh, jumping from the five meter into water. Yeah. I never, I never did that, right? I was afraid of this. And then when I was in South Africa, uh, we we were like hiking and then there was like uh, some uh, some stone thingy where you could jump down. It was pretty high. I, I think it was at least five meters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we all like went on there and the first people jumped down. And I really thought like I have to overcome this fear. It's illogical. <laughs> I don't have to do much. I just get up there. That's no problem. And then I just take a step. I have I, I took so many steps in my life. I just take one into the air. Mm. No problem. And I was up there and my heart was beating. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I stepped over the edge and I was I was like so furious with myself. Like, you idiot. Why did you do that? I was so angry and afraid that I just up and did it. <laughs> but it was fine. It was fun. I I didn't do it a second time. But <laughs> I knew now I could do it. And that's how, how it felt breaking up. Mm. I just I just needed to tell her that was the step in the air. And then I had to ride it out. No. And I'm still riding. Yeah, still riding. <laughs> it's it's hard. But yeah, exercising self-love really helped me. I, I hope like visiting a therapist helps. But I feel I feel much better than like two weeks ago. Mm. Much better. Yeah, if you scroll down just once, one more. Yeah, repeat positive affirmation daily. That's also really good. So they uh, recommend, I am a whole and worthy human being and I respect, trust and love myself. And I I tell that um, multiple times a day to myself. And I always like, I feel it resonating. It's not resonating a lot, but just Mm -hmm. a little bit. And every time a little bit more. And I hope someday uh, I can truly trust and yeah. respect and love myself. Love myself is, I think, like the most important thing. Uh, then it's respect myself so I can put up boundaries in front of people that exploit me, even if it's not consciously. Mm-hmm. And then trust myself is, I think, a lot, uh, like uh, very important to be creatively um to to create i guess like to make games i have to trust myself more i can't like run with every decision to you and hey, what, what do you think <laughs> i mean I, I do want to get your feedback but it's it's i'm not coming to you to get feedback i, I come to you because i don't trust myself and i want to mm. to get um yeah to get it signed off to get the allowance to do it like that and that's not that's not healthy that's not good that's that's not good for you either and i'm really sorry i, I know i <laughs> i leaned a lot on you and you told me that as well i mean i only yeah. also only just realized that we also have uh codependent um patterns in our friendship and you know i'm aware that this is an issue that i've also tried to you know escape over the over the past um but yeah i mean 
I sort of figure we still have a chance of yeah. there because I don't think it started that way. I think we built a no. friendship that was not like that. And similar to you moving in when we basically moved into the company, um, that that's kind of started to happen, I guess, because we were both the type for that. And but mm. yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's, if you, I think if you if you really look at our relationship and my relationships yeah i think you would you would see a lot of um common patterns in um for sure when we met i was in the 10-year relationship but i wasn't living with her mm. we, i was long distance and it was i was quite happy and great and we got along and they didn't have i mean we we weren't that close back then either right you know? um yeah yeah not well, at first, at I, I didn't like you at first, of course. So. Yeah, <laughs> and you, me, neither. I guess. I guess because we kind of sense that we're both very critical people, the exact kind of person mm. that we're both afraid of, until we exactly. figured out, oh wait, we actually like the same stuff. And then it was like, oh, no, this is cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We are a little bit afraid of each other <laughs> because because we are critical to each other, and we don't like that. <laughs> we want to get. We want to get praised. We want, yeah. Yeah, it's this thing of um, feeling valid, and every criticism is like a threat yeah. to our survival, I guess, in our minds. So it's yeah, it's a difficult thing to navigate. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and um, uh, where I wanted. Where did I want to go? And yeah, I think I think we deteriorated a lot when I uh, moved in with her in Leipzig, mm -hmm. and I moved to Bremen with her. Mm -hmm. It was still not good. And then I think it was better when I was back in uh, in my hometown when we broke up. But then you were really suffering. Mm. But I think that was a better time for us. I, I really didn't rely on you that you relied on me a little bit but that was fine it wasn't too much and well, we, I, I guess think, we helped each other even. i think we switched the dynamic a bit because i think usually we're caretakers but obviously in our own relationship you know we switch who's the caretaker and who's the caretaker mm -hmm. and obviously during yeah. that time where i was um deep in depression and i was in a clinic a lot and you were basically taking care of me and i think that it's probably a more comfortable position for you to be in rather than for oh, oh, sure <laughs> rather than when you feel I, I don't need you and so you you have no security that i'm not suddenly gonna you know yeah tell and, you that yeah. actually i hated you the entire time and take off <laughs> yeah and, and we really i mean we really felt that the last 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 I don't know, year maybe mm. My, i was really afraid that you would just up and leave or that you didn't want not really afraid that you would leave i thought like you just didn't need me and you were just annoyed that i didn't leave or something <laughs> ah, man it's so, weird stuff yeah man <laughs> yeah, so so now, now it's going to get better again <laughs> i mean i i i already saw like an improvement with my relationships with my other flatmates mm -hmm. and they also told me that my that i'm much more like open and approachable when um, my now ex-girlfriend isn't there. And it's mm. because just because I'm, yeah, I don't have these weights on me. I can, 
I can be there for other people because I'm not not so tied up with the problems of my partner. Mm. Yeah. That's so, all man. difficult, yeah. difficult stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got I got two more things. So just yes. let, let's do a fun thing first. Uh, can you whip up the browser again? Sure. Can you can you go on DuckDuckGo? Yes. Sir. And then search again for how to love myself and then click on the videos. Okay. I don't understand why you why you still use Google, by the way. But leave, leave that open, leave that open. Leave Google open and then go DuckDuckGo as well. Oh, or do you use... Is this no, no, DuckDuckGo? I, I, did, I did go to... Ah, okay, then, okay, then now go on videos. Right, okay. Can you see a pattern here? Do you see... Does anything strike your mind if you watch this? These... Um, it's all minorities or... A lot of minorities, right? A lot of women too. Yeah, I figured that as well as a minority. All right, yeah. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I mostly see like YouTube videos like white white dudes. Yeah. But when I, I search for how to love myself, suddenly a lot of minorities. Yes, well. And I wonder why. And now, now comes, you, you, comes you the fun. You can't love yourself, that's gay. Uh, now, now comes the fun part. Go, mm -hmm. go, go on Google. Oh, nice. Now we look for the same thing. Yeah, look for the same thing. And now it's all white dudes. <laughs> click on, click on video. Uh, this is not a grid. Eh? Can you make it a grid? Okay, white dude, white dude, woman, white dude, woman, woman, white women. White dude, white dude, white woman. Weird, huh? I see what you're saying. Weird. That is weird indeed. I don't know. I don't know what's what's happening here. But I found it weird. Yeah, and uh, uh, thanks, Wenzel. Uh, it, it does help a lot to talk about it. Uh, I've talked about a lot. <laughs> I've talked a lot about it in the last week, and <laughs> I also I get like I get tired of talking about it a little bit. Mm. But it really helps me like think through, process through all this stuff, and like just yeah, <laughs> Justin Bieber, love yourself. <laughs> uh, so what was the other fun thing you went? Oh, okay. Said so, two things. Do you remember what you called me last uh, Wednesday when I was over at your place before I left? No, I was very drunk. <laughs> it was a slur. It was an ableist slur. Oh, shit. It That's wasn't quite the, the R word. Um, it was, I'm just going to say it. So if you want to oh, do stuff. I have to be confronted with my... It, no, no, it, it's not that bad. I think, I guess you will find it quite bad, but I didn't, just for you to know. But you said, du bist ein Spasti. You called me a Spast. <laughs> you know that, that Spast? Yeah, you find that funny. You I love your ableist pig. I should very much not. I don't even know that word has been on my mind recently for some reason. 
I have not thought about this since school, but in school we would call each other that the entire time. And I, yeah. I don't know if it was because I was thinking about ableism that suddenly this is in my mind as you shouldn't say this. And then it's the first thing that comes out kind of thing. I apologize. Okay. Yeah. Well, you don't have to apologize to me, but yeah. Well, then I apologize in general. Okay. okay. That's fine. So <laughs> I really had trouble with this word. If you have called me an idiot, I would have accepted it. But this, because it was like on a genetic level, like you can't be good. You are like born to be uncomfortably bad. That really, really stuck with me. And I was really upset and I wanted to tell you so you can say, no, it's all right. (laughs) You're not that. And I, and I knew that this was the wrong thing. I don't need you to tell me that I'm not that. I need to, to find out myself. And at first I thought like, okay, so what he wants to tell me when he called me this, this he wanted to tell me that I shouldn't compare myself to people like um, uh, Keanu Reeves, for example. I, I shouldn't look... I shouldn't try to to be so perfectionist because I can't reach this level. I why can't... did why did I say that? What what uh, were we talking about before? Yeah, you wanted to tell to tell me that uh, no matter how weird and uncomfortable and annoying I am, mm-hmm. that you still like me. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. That I don't have to be afraid that you just will stop <laughs> liking me because I. Um, for example, spout centrist to fascist rhetoric I picked up somewhere because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I think that was specifically what you were trying to say to me. But uh, <laughs> to me, to me, it was, it was, it was okay. I have to accept that I am basically disabled. That I that I am, I will never be Matt Damon. I will always be. Can can you can you find some um, some actor that that just doesn't look right that looks like like I don't know like he he doesn't have the the perfect actor face uh, I don't know um, Steve Buscemi Adam be. Driver <laughs> Adam Driver so if you're not Ke- you are <laughs> so I see what you're saying is you're the Adam Driver to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm sorry, it skipped out, right? <laughs> Can you say that again? <laughs> That's not a joke. So you basically, con- what you're trying to tell me is that you need to consider yourself the same way that basically what Adam Driver is to Keanu Reeves. Well, I, I don't get because what there was this joke about Adam there Driver, was this, but there was I this know what you're trying to say. Um, of Keanu Reeves plus um, Dobby from Harry Potter equals... <laughs> Adam Driver. That cracked me up because I kind of know what they mean. I mean, I think he's a he's a fantastic actor and actually find him quite handsome. But uh, that was just basically the joke yeah. I just remembered. But, Anywho, but yeah, yeah. That, that that's that that's great because I can use Dobby. Okay, so I thought like I need to accept that I'm Dobby. Mm-hmm. That I I just need to deal with this and I don't need to have so high expectations of myself. But what are you talking? Are you, are you talking like? Are you saying you're ugly or what's what's yeah. what's? Yes, I'm ugly. 
And yeah, wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay, all right. That that was my my thinking when I w went back, mm -hmm. and then I, when I arrived here, I thought, wait a minute, I'm not Dobby, I'm not dead. I don't, I don't need to be that. Why? Why did I take that from you? Why did I just listen to you telling it to me and say? I don't want to be dead. No, <laughs> that's me, and I know deep down inside that's me, and that's why I'm hurt so much. And then I realized, what the fuck? no, I'm not dead. Yes, deep in my inside, I I I think I'm Dobby, but I'm not. I can be Keanu Reeves. That's not too high an expectation of myself. <laughs> I don't need to measure myself with on like other people. Of course, but I'm 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 pretty cool. I'm pretty cool, dude. And I and that's it. <laughs> and if someone tells me you're this and that, I can just say, well, well, crap, man, you're a good friend of mine, but you're talking shit. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, okay. No. First of all, again. I apologize in general for using an ableist slur, and I also apologize for hurting your feelings. Um, well, obviously, the way I use it was like, you're a dumbass, <laughs> because, because you think that I secretly don't like you after 13 years. And I don't even mean that in a, you're a literal dumbass, I mean it in a, come on, you know that's, you know that's nonsense. Kind of thing, right? <laughs> Lovingly calling you an idiot, basically, is the attempt. Yeah, intent I know that it. now. I know that now. <laughs> but at that time, I thought you were teaching me a, a lesson. You were like my Zen master, giving me a riddle. But and I really, I really, uh, I've like literally to showed you the opposite. Like, I showed you my gorgeous friend who keeps going on about how hot you are. Like, it wasn't another time. I already forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, like people have all kinds of kinks, so <laughs> I can always rationalize, and that's that's what you do, right? You rationalize that this person likes me because he's a, he's or she's got a weird kink, and you it's if you don't accept and love, trust and respect yourself, that's how you think. And I really need to get rid of this thinking because it really is yeah. holding me back. It is holding me back on this podcast because what you, we also did, we looked at our last podcast together and I was just like upset with looking at myself and like, <laughs> this cringy, weird dude who, who, who doesn't really know. And, and today, I think, I think like, I, I know, I, 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 <laughs> freak it. Not, not trying to swear that much <laughs> today i think freaking i'm just i'm just like who i am and it's pretty cool who i am and and the best thing i can do is just let it all out definitely why not yeah mm. <sighs> this stuff is wild yes <laughs> um it is hmm. So what to do now? I mean, we've kind of reached the running time we're usually going for. So, I mean, ah, you know what? I'm going to tell you about my week as well. 
Um, that, should, that should hopefully be done in 10 minutes or so. Um, and it's sort of related, I guess. Uh, or there's a lot of very similar elements, I guess. Um, because obviously after last week, the realizations of my past abuse and stuff, I've been processing, trying to, and um, which is a weird situation because it is, it is four years past. I have healed, I have moved on, I have built many very healthy relationships. Um, so it's like everything I could do to heal from this is kind of already done, or at least like the the most um, tangible stuff. But I'm I'm noticing that I'm hurting a lot just over this realization, and um, it is a weird thing where I'm just kind of wondering maybe I was, maybe it's a this identity thing like that I was kind of comfortable thinking of myself as an abuser, um, hmm. maybe because of my self-loathing that is still kind of somewhere, or maybe because it's something I can do something about. Because then I can learn and be better and be proud of my growth and stuff. But um, to kind of realize that I was actually really obviously a textbook victim, <laughs> um, that is that is strange. And yeah, and I guess if it is something that wasn't my fault, as I always thought, yeah, then it kind of starts to sink in like just how how badly I was treated and how absolutely I did not deserve that. And so that, so yeah, that brought a lot of, uh, fun. that was also the reason for getting unreasonably drunk <laughs> because that is sadly still one of my very, very, very bad coping mechanisms to just sometimes pour a lot of alcohol on it. Um, but you know, I'm going to work on that another time, one problem at a time. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, just kind of what I'm what I'm doing right now is I am basically I have blocked her everywhere, um, but I'm I do want to reach out and tell her what she did to me. So I have written an email that I haven't sent yet. It's comprehensive, you might say. <laughs> oh, um, if you say comprehensive, man, that's gotta be a whopper. Well, it's just it, right now it's about 5,000 words, which, which is like 20 pages if you put it in Word. Uh, <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of ground to cover, right? And I want to, I kind of, I was thinking, you know, do I send this today? Because I want to have it done, you know. Hmm. But I think I'm going to give myself a week to think about it. Because what I want to avoid is basically to... Because this, I want to be my last contact. I want her to know what she did because she clearly doesn't. Um, it's it's not. It's really not your. It's not your problem, right? It's not your responsibility to let her know. I want to. I want to tell her this is what you did to me, and I know I'm not gonna. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna let her give me a response. I'm gonna block her email as well. Um, but uh, I. I need to say something, you know, I need to kind of, that's kind of how I feel I get closure to stand up for myself and say, actually, mm. what you did to me, because I guess I still feel like I have been a willing participant 
And this whole idea of maybe this wasn't my fault is still very new to me. And I don't, mm. I feel like I have to like say it. And I have to say it not just to you or to, you know, our two Good viewers, <laughs> um, but to like also say it to the person who did it, you know? Mm. And so I've crafted that, which helped. Like, uh, I feel a lot calmer now that it's like written down, but I still want to give myself time so that there isn't anything that's left to say, you know, that, mm. you know, that I've sent it now to like rush getting it done. And then tomorrow I remember something else that I feel, oh, I wish I would have said that. So mm. I think I'm going to give myself a week because I noticed during that week that I was off electronics that like every day there's a new thought sometimes that comes, even when I think I'm done thinking about something and maybe there's another big realization in there that I haven't had yet. So, hmm. but the ones that I did have, um, you know, in addition to what? The other thing too, but, um, because like on my laptop, I have a good camera, but this happens. <laughs> so weird. Um, mm. But yeah, so what I, I just, I'm just starting to now, I have gone through like our chat logs. I showed you some um, just to kind of convince myself that it's, that it's actually happened, that I'm not making this up. Uh, yeah. And, and it's some wild bullcrap. <laughs> oh man, was it ever. And yeah, it's... It's really shocking to me how blatant it really is and that I did not see it or the moments where I remember noticing how I made excuses for it, you know. And because a lot of... Or rather, I guess a lot of the things that happened and that facilitated that... Um, you know, sort of similar to what we've been talking about, like in general, about codependence and stuff, because obviously mm. there was a huge part of it. And I also went into that relationship knowing that I was like that and still kind of started to fall for it. And it's kind of interesting to me how to see these, to realize these mechanisms now, how, you know, why, because of course I asked myself, why didn't I leave, you know, at the hundredth time she broke up or when she was exceptionally horrible to me. Um, and I really recognize how she manipulated me into being unable to leave and how she told me about her previous relationship and how, how terribly abandoned she was by her previous, uh, also long-term partner who mm. uh, just completely, you know, dropped her and whatever horrible things uh, he did by just cutting contact so much that she started to have uh, psychosis. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's how we met. We met in the, in the psychiatric hospital. I was there mm -hmm. for depression. She was there for psychosis. And that was something that apparently happened because she was so hurt over this yeah. whole stuff that she couldn't handle it. And obviously her past abuse with her mother and all that stuff. And so I was like, I was like trained on, because it was also repeated a lot, you know, so I was trained on leaving it's the biggest and cruelest betrayal that i could possibly and yeah i feel that and so i couldn't you know so that never even entered my mind at some point that i could leave because that would be the worst thing i could do to her mm. and 
that's also, I guess, how these situations happen because I'm also trying to go through the stuff and look for my my contribution to this. What what did I do wrong? Because I'm so uncomfortable saying this is actually none of this is my fault. But the more mm -hmm. I look at it, the more I actually feel like even the stuff that I feel guilty for, I really had no choice almost because I was being, you know, the things where I was mean, where I said harsh mm -hmm. things, where I was, um, you know, getting angry and whatever. Um, I feel guilty for them, but then I look at just how much abuse was leveled at me before that. And I could not leave. Like I was trapped. I was getting worn down. I was being, I was under fire and there was, and none of my attempts to deescalate or anything worked. And so in the end, can I really blame myself uh, for snapping um, when no. all other avenues have been cut off? You know? No, 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 you can for sure not. But this fucking butt all the time. Oh, <laughs> With the cursing again. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is, I mean, you showed me you being mean to her and it's so tame it's so tame yeah. so you really don't need to feel guilty about that but if you're if you're looking for what you've done wrong yeah what you've done wrong is you've you've enabled her by by um, excusing her by letting her just ride you by letting by just taking all the abuse yeah. not standing up for yourself and then saying i'm sorry that you are upset i'm trying <laughs> to do better that's what you should be upset about that's what you did wrong that's <laughs> really the, boundaries. that's really the strangest thing to go through even the good times and just see how much i'm walking on eggshells all the time and how like she just out of nowhere suddenly has a little bit of a dip in the mood and i would immediately apologize like it mm. was so it's so weird to look at these things and and yeah, it's true. Like the the thing I did, because I also figured, actually, we weren't in love, and we never loved each other. Like what she loved about me was the services I provided, the caretaking, the managing her emotions for her, uh, being a punching bag. For where she could, you know, let out all her frustrations and um, everything, you know, and and me, I think I loved the idea of her because she was basically the abuse that I have experienced at home cranked up to eleven. Like she was basically a combination of. Uh, my parents uh with so my she, dad she felt but, like home yeah like because um you know my dad had a temper when i was young so i had to kind of learn to not set him off um mm. so i wouldn't get you know torn down and criticized and um you know and my mom is a very is a warrior basically which mm. then that's sort of how I learned these things because then became sort of not through explicit her saying so, but just by me wanting to, her not to worry, becoming, uh, you know, very sensitive to this stuff and trying to manage her emotions so she doesn't have to worry kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, you know, but 
but my mm. parents were very similar. Mm. And she regard. was basically like exactly that. I had to be careful not to set her off and to take care of her emotions and was responsible for it. And if I didn't, if I did set her off and if I didn't do it well enough, like if she felt bad, even though it was my job to make her feel good. So if her depression and her trauma and everything, mm. if she was not better if I didn't take that away, then I was doing that to her. And then she would attack me. And then all these stuff, you know, it's, uh, it's really, I went to what I knew and tried to basically heal by winning the love of a person like that. And by proxy, my parents, uh, by convincing them that I was worth loving. And the best moments we had, the ones where I really felt awesome, were the ones where I was hopeful that maybe I, I did it. After this mm. fight, uh, we finally made it through to the other side. I finally convinced her of my worth. Um, but that's not love. I was using her basically, too, um, for you know for healing that I should have done by myself, you know, <laughs> and not use somebody to make up for something that I was missing. Uh, yeah. But, but even then. I'm kind of like, the worst thing I did there was think too highly of her and be too supportive. And so I'm like, even <laughs> even though, you know, putting someone on a pedestal and idolizing them is not great because it kind of ignores the full complexity of a person. Um, that is for one something that she very much reinforced because she would always talk about her evil twin or something so that she is not really that abusive person. She's the good person and she just has mm -hmm. those moments. Um but even then, you know, considering what she did to me, I'm not even feeling like I have anything to apologize for that. No, no, <laughs> so you don't. <laughs> yeah, and that's just, you know, something I want to tell her and I guess need to keep repeating until I actually believe it. Because yeah. right now that's a purely intellectual exercise and I'm still really worried that it's not true that I'm making it up, even though I'm looking at the evidence right here. Yeah. And I know these thinking patterns. You know, I've, I've dealt with this stuff for for a decade. You know, I know this. I've seen it. I have people that tell me about it. And I was the one saying, no, look at the fact, look at this and that. You know, mm. it's not your fault. And now I sit here, I, I look at the proof positive that it was not my fault. And still I sit here, but, but maybe it was... It was all my fault. <laughs> I mean, really, you, you showed me this, and as a, a, it's so over the top. It's almost I, comical, right? Like it's it, surreal. Yeah, I can't. I, I mean, I can't really imagine how much this must have hurt you, because it's just too comical to read. It's too absurd that it's you crazy. would fall for that. Really, it's. I can't even put it in words. I mean. I was just really and expertly if, if I, manipulated. If I have, if I had knew, if I had knew back then, mm. I would have pulled you out. <laughs> but I never had the slightest idea. And yeah. you even told me that that you were the bad guy in your relationship. And I, I, I told everyone that. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. But I thought, like, if he's so convinced it is, then what can I do? But I never see. What, yeah. what you were taking from her. Yeah, that was that was a thing. Like when I told you about um, that situation in the hallway and everything, I was like actually annoyed with you for not being harsh enough on me. 
And this was like, you were like, yeah, but I was like, no, I don't want to hear your but. I don't want you to make excuses for me. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this is this is a ride and a half. And But that was also part of it, you know, the not telling other people, the kind of like the, the slow isolation from my friends, from her friends. Yeah. It is really textbook narcissistic abuse. Um, and I guess maybe I didn't notice it because I... I myself kind of thought myself too smart to be manipulated like that. Hmm. I don't know. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. But I, I feel that that's like also part is, I mean, the the reason why I'm not really open with the problems in my relationship is because I don't want other people to dislike my, my girlfriend. <laughs> because I, I want I feel like I'm doing damage if I'm being open about how I feel with my friends about my girlfriend. I'm that's 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 actually something that I came out of my previous relationship, um, the first big one, uh, because we had stopped telling people like what issues we had, um, and I and I figured out okay this is not a good thing. This means something's wrong if we're too embarrassed to tell people, and I actually wanted to be open and honest about it, but then I ended up not being that. Hmm. And because I don't, I think if something that you tell someone about a legitimate issue that you have, um, that makes them dislike them, then there's probably a, a real issue there. Like, I mean, everything you told me, I don't, I don't dislike your ex. Um, I think she's a very nice person. I mean, I just saw that you guys aren't really, yeah, happy either of you <laughs> kind of hurting each other so but i mean i have nothing against her personally or anything so whatever you told me i didn't come away from it oh what what a terrible person you know because it was because i get it i mean i also uh you know i also have uh, an anxiety disorder that i'm managing and uh, so i understand why these things happen and mm. talking about these problems never but you know, if I had told you about everything, you would have said you would have disliked her because there was a real problem, you know, and there was, there was a reason <laughs> for it. And I don't know if I if I talk about I, I do feel that I I talk to my friends about um you know that my wife and I are open about the problems we're having because they are kind of like regular it's problems that are know. Yeah. <laughs> that are fine, you know, where there's no there's no reason to dislike. <laughs> person because it's just normal stuff you know <laughs> i don't know it's it's wild yeah so that was my week and yeah i just i guess i'll see how the next one goes right now okay. i'm feeling kind of good because yes the talking about it helps um and the writing it all out helps and i'm just gonna yeah see what i can do to start believing it too hmm. it's, uh, the knowing yeah. and the believing that's always a bit yeah <laughs> yeah maybe maybe you can do one one last recommendation okay one one find when i search for love for myself uh -huh. so i found a, a youtuber um she's called brienne man brini brini b r e B R I E N N I E. Mm. Brienne? Lee. Nein. B R E E N Y. And then Lee. Sorry. <laughs> Brini Lee. And uh -huh. her, her video is How to Colon Level Up. 
And apparently she started as um, as like a makeup YouTuber, you but then she switched to uh, relationship advice. And she's, um, I'm afraid she's a little bit of a stereotype because she's like a Christian black woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not Christian at all anymore. I mean, it was for like the first I don't know, five years of my life. What? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that another time. But she she uses the Bible and Bible quotes and really effectively to tell you that you are worth worth something. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it, it worked for me. It really worked. It really helped me. I felt weird that I needed a black woman to tell me this. <laughs> I don't know what issues I have there. It, I'm sure there's some racism in there, <laughs> but it, it was really helpful. I mean, it's like half an hour. No, it's a 15 quarter, minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, 15 minutes. Uh, I, I can really highly recommend it to everyone who's a little bit struggling with liking themselves, but she really cuts to the core. She doesn't mince words. She, she's, she does some great analogies that really aren't made for me. Like she says, like Prada and Gucci, they don't go on sale. Why should you go on sale? <laughs> it was like, yes, why should I? I'm valuable. Nice. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. She's she's pretty cool. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. <laughs> All right, I guess we covered a lot of ground in this week's overlong episode um yeah. but it feels like a like a good one i guess talking is always always good yeah. maybe it's eventually good. someone finds it and it's like oh wait i i have that yeah. it's always the hope <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah hopefully someone i mean when is it if we could help you with your self-esteem and your self-love, trust yourself, respect yourself, love yourself, you are yes, worth please. it. <laughs> then it's enough, I guess. <laughs> because really, you are worth it. <laughs> yes, you seem kind of chill in a way that people who are at peace with themselves are. So hopefully that is... I'm getting the right impression there. So yes, then I guess we will wrap it up here. Um, thanks for joining us. And thanks for listening. Yes, and I'm throwing up our usual um, end plug because I'm pretty sure I'm still trying to stay away from social media, but I have a feeling that these things have not been resolved in the last no. couple of weeks. So no, no, no. I can tell you. Uh... Portland is still protesting. It's now 50 days in a row. So I'm confident we can talk about it next week. Uh, because I've I've collected a little bit of news, but yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, what else is there to say? I think really, I guess if you haven't yet and you somehow listen to this somewhere, uh, wishlist the wizard helps us out a bit 
And otherwise, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Yes, bye. <laughs> I guess that's what you say at the end. <laughs> bye.